The following program is presented to you by the New York State School Boards Association. NISBA's President's Gavel Podcast is supported by the Harris Beach Educational Institution's team of attorneys. Harris Beach successfully represents more than 130 school districts and BOCES clients throughout New York State on matters involving school district operations, labor and employment matters, cybersecurity, and student issues. Learn more at www.harrisbeach.com. Last month, the President's Gavel took the show to Buffalo, New York, as a part of NISBA's annual convention and education expo. While on the expo floor, three episodes were recorded live, and each episode featured guests that were also presenters at the convention. In this first episode, we learn the important role student voice plays in creating a more inclusive school environment. Stay with us. Let's call this meeting to order. Hello, and welcome to NISBA's President's Gavel Podcast, a podcast for all school board members. I am your host, Darcy Dercoli, Director of Leadership Development at the New York State School Boards Association, and I am excited to be recording live from NISBA's 2023 Annual Convention and Education Expo. Being held here, right in Buffalo, New York, we are live on the expo floor and ready to discuss diversity and the student voice. Please give a warm welcome to my guests from Sweet Home Central School District, Superintendent Dr. Michael Genestri and student Lily Fisher. Thank you. Mike, thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Darcy. And Lily, welcome to the show. Thank you, I'm so excited to be here. Well, we all know that becoming a more di- we are becoming a more diverse nation, and it's clearly evident in our K through 12 school communities. There are numerous benefits to our students when we consciously pay attention to diversity in schools. However, promoting diversity is more than just encouraging acknowledgement of different ethnic backgrounds. Real diversity initiatives capture the voices from all stakeholders and find the motivational engine for change through the voices of our students. Sweet Home Central School District is located in the northern suburbs of Buffalo and has just this kind of story that I want you all to hear. So Mike, tell me about the DEI work being done at Sweet Home Central School District. Well, first, thank you for having us. It's an honor to be here and um, to share our story, which uh, we are extremely proud of. Um, and, and when I entered the district uh, a little over two years ago, one of the board goals was to establish a DEI initiative at Sweet Home. And uh, actually, when I was interviewing at Sweet Home, they made me present on that goal and put a presentation together. And uh, one of the things that we wanted to accomplish in year one was to establish a committee, first of all, a district-wide committee. And when we put that committee together, uh, equity was the big, big motivation and the big piece behind it. So we wanted to make sure every stakeholder group in the district was represented. So we have parents, uh, we have uh, administrators, teachers, community members, uh, experts in the field on our committee. And we wanted five of each group, each stakeholder group on there. So we have a, a, a committee of 25, and in year one, that committee was tasked with coming up with a mission and vision statement and adopting DEI policy uh, in the district. 
so we formed the committee in year one. We adopted the policy. We uh, then um, really developed the mission and vision and moving forward. Uh, the board was also interested in um, having uh, a perspective from district office or someone really leading the charge. So one of our assist assistant superintendents, we changed her title, title Joanne Bayless, uh, to our uh, assistant superintendent of talent and equity. Uh, and one of her main things uh, is to uh, oversee the DEI initiative. Year two came around and we decided to um, develop subcommittees based on the uh, DEI framework developed by the Board of Regents. So now we have five subcommittees for each one of the pillars that were developed by the Board of Regents and we wanted to do the same thing. Every stakeholder group represented on those subcommittees, uh, five members uh, of, of the community, five mem teachers, five uh, staff members, and now it's developed where we have over 100 people in the district doing work in DEI, and it's been phenomenal. Awesome. So. Very awesome. And uh, so you had a lot of subcommittees, and I know, Lily, yep. you were involved in one of those subcommittees. And so as you've been involved in this whole initiative on diversity at your school, can you share one or two things that were most important to you? So diversity is, I think, essential to fostering a sense of belonging in school. And I, that's like one of my number one goals is to make sure every single kid in a school, every single person in a school, adults, kids, teachers, counselors, administration, everyone belongs, everyone has a voice and they have a say in the, the education that's going on. They have a say in the systems that are in place. And so those two points kind of go together, like fostering a sense of belonging and making sure everyone has a voice, making sure everyone has kind of a seat at the table. Absolutely. Everyone having a voice is so critically important. And so, Mike, in year three of the initiative, um, what is the DEI committee working on now? So year one and two really established where we were going as a district um, in, in reviewing all of our operations. But year three, uh, we're going to start really doing a lot of heavy lifting and we're going to conduct equity audits of our operations. So our subcommittees, uh, we're developing our own equity audit process right now. The district-wide committee is doing that. And the subcommittees will then uh, take that process and look at all district op op uh, operations to make sure that they're fair, they're equitable, and they're serving all students. Nice. Very nice. And I, I know from my work with boards uh, across the state that an initiative like this can be a bit daunting. The yes. size of this initiative can yes. be a bit daunting. Um, so how do, how do you keep it manageable? Sure, sure. So um, like I said before, uh, we have a district-wide committee and then we have five subcommittees. So there's really six committees um, that are working on DEI at Sweet Home. Uh, and uh, the board's commitment to this process and this initiative has been strong and we're really proud of that. And I'm really proud to work for, uh, for and with a board that feels so strongly to make sure that every student has every op opportunity to succeed at Sweet Home. So um, we manage it through the use of, like I said before, one of our assistant superintendents oversees uh, all of the committees and the work. Uh, she helps with the research that we need to make decisions. Um, and she kind of manages um, uh, the committees and, and what the agendas are going to be uh, moving forward. Yeah, sounds very important to have that champion yes. for, your, for your district. And so um, 
you know, we're, we're wanting board members to really get comfortable with perhaps taking on an initiative like this. And so what can you um, help board members understand or help them uh, take away from this episode, uh, you know, three tips or so? What would your advice be to board members? Sure. The most important thing is it's about the students. And if there is one student in your district that isn't receiving the same opportunities as every other student in the district, then you have a problem, you have a gap. And so identifying those gaps and making sure you come up with solutions to close those gaps is really what we're all about. And in, in public education now more than ever, we have to make sure every student has the opportunities to succeed on an equal playing field with everyone else. So that's number one, focus on the students. Number two, um, we started by simple tasks, develop a mission and vision for the, for the district and have the board approve that mission and vision. Uh, and, and that has gone a long way. Uh, and it's helped us with uh, everything from our, our, our messaging to our branding, uh, really. Uh, and so we started small and let it grow. And you will find when you ask your community for help, and ask your community to provide assistance, they will come calling, and that's how it's grown at Sweet Home. Yeah, and I know, I know from our prior conversations that the student voice has been really important to be that engine for success for you all. Yes, yes, I will say that, um, that there are students on every single one of our committees at Sweet Home, and they were the first ones we, we needed to select. Nice. So, Lily, tell us what advice you have for the adults. What good things happen to students when diversity is happening in schools, and what do you want the adults to know about? So, first and foremost, it's as easy as and as complex as listen to the kids. Talk to them. Let them share their experiences, their voices, because they all matter. They know about diversity, equity, and inclusion. They know about social-emotional learning. You could bring all bring the kids into it. Like, as young as, like, kindergarten, like, these kids know what they're feeling and they know what they're experiencing because they're human. So, and, like, just listen to the kids. If they're telling you something's not working, something's not working. Because in education, you are there for the learners. You are there for these kids. You, and like I said before, you want to foster a sense of belonging. So to the second part of the question, what good things happen when, to students when diversity is happening? They feel good. They feel like they belong. They feel like this is a place they want to be. They don't have to come to school. They want to come to school. They feel like that this is their community. This is their people. This is their place because they feel like this is their family. This is where they belong because they know that they will not be judged, they will be loved. So that's another thing, love your kids. Love every single person in your school, or at least like get along with them because you don't know what their lives are like outside of this, so you just have empathy for everybody. That's like one of my things, like mottos. Well, I, d I definitely like think you've said it better than anybody could, really. It's about love, it's about belonging, it's about you feel like this is your place, this is where you come quote unquote home to for our kids who spend, you know, five days a week pretty much every week uh, of the year just about in school. So absolutely, it's the place of belonging. We want every kid to feel like they belong. So thank you so much, thank Lily, you. and thank you so much, Dr. Janestri. We are just about out of time, so really help me welcome or help me thank Dr. Janestri and Lily.
Thank you. Thank you. I would also like to thank my NISBA colleagues working behind the scenes, making it possible to bring this podcast to you. Thank you, Megan DiGennaro, Al Marlin, and Alyssa Maelo. My name is Darcy Dercoli, Director of Leadership Development at the New York State School Boards Association, and this has been a live recording of NISBA's President's Gavel. And this meeting is now adjourned. Want to learn more about today's topic? Additional resources can be found in the show notes for this episode. Have a topic idea? Email us at gavel at nisba.org. And if you find yourself tuning in each month, search NISBA on Facebook or Twitter and show us your support by giving us a like. As always, thanks for listening. Thank you.